Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the Prophet Ezekiel chapter 40. We're going to complete the chapter today. As we discussed in chapter 40a in the last podcast, Ezekiel is now having a vision where God takes him to see, takes him to the land of Israel and takes him to see the third temple. As, as I described before, the way I am going through this is the vision of the, the mystic Ezekiel, who as he approaches and comes closer and closer towards God, he comes th- through the temple and he visualizes the temple as a series of, of rooms, and, and I use the term castles. I compared it to the early literature, the early Kabbalistic literature of the Heichalot, and primarily the text I'm using in the Heichalot is the book called the Heichalot Hazor, which is an ancient mystical text. And it describes the castles and the rooms through which one goes as he or she gets closer and closer to seeing God in the innermost castle. This is very appropriate for Yom Kippur, which is when this vision happened, because Yom Kippur is the time when the Kohen Gadol entered the Holy of Holies where the, on this world we had a physical representation of this mystical journey through the castles, through the rooms, until one reaches the center, until one reaches as close to God as one can get <clears throat> as a human being. As Yechezkel describes his journey into the temple, the holy temple, as in very similar terms. I mentioned other mystics. I mentioned St. Teresa who writes this as a Catholic, but she writes this as her ascent in prayer to the level of as close to God as a human being can be through a series of castles. The same terminology we find in the Heichalot Zohar, like, like I described, and we find very similar ideas among many mystics around the world through their experiences. And here we listen to Yechezkel, the prophet Ezekiel, telling us of his journey through those castles. So it's important for us to understand that these measurements and things that he's seeing isn't really meant to be a guide to building the third temple, but it's meant to be his description of what he sees and what he experiences as he gets closer and closer to the center where he's going to find and meet God. And we'll get there as we progress through these chapters. So we're about to start 40b. We're at verse 23 in chapter 40. And he described two of the gates, the one facing the east and the one facing the north. Um, so he's continuing to move inside. He's getting closer and closer inside. V'sha'ar lechatzer ha'pnimi, and the gate to the inner chatzer. So now he's about to enter a new gate into an, a new uh, place, a new chatzer, a place that's closer and closer inside. Neged ha'sha'ar latzafon v'lakodim. It is opposite the gate, the outer gate, which was facing the north and the east. And the, the man who was the angel who was shining like copper, who was doing the measurements, measured the distance between the, the outer gate and the inner gate as a hundred cubits. He led me, this angel led me towards the south. And behold, there was another gate that, <coughs> that went in the southern direction. And he measured the supports that held up those gates. And the elamov are the vestibules in that area of the gate. Also, in, in its similar measurements that he had for the other gates that were facing the north 
and the east. Bachalonimlo, it also had windows. Ule Ela Mav Saviv Saviv. And the supports all around it, Kaholono Teela, were similar to the other windows that I described. Hamishim Amo Orech. This this area was fifty cubits long, Virochav Khamesh Vasramama, who was twenty-five wide, which is a similar measurement to the other areas. Umaalot Shiva Olotov. And again, there were seven stairs walking through the gate. So as you walk to the gate, you walked up seven stairs. This number of seven is used often in mystical ideas. And um and the seven levels of the stairs we found repeated several times already, and he repeats it again in this gate, and again, its vestibules were in front of it, and there are the images of the date palms on the supports and the pillars that are holding up the structure. They were decorated and engraved to look like date palms. One on each side, L.A. Love. Um, uh, uh, which were on the supports. Veshar lechatzer apnimi on verse twenty-seven, and now the gate for the inner gate, derech which was facing the south. Remember, he's about to go into the inner gate and move closer in towards towards the center. Bayamad mishar ashal derech the distance from gate to gate. Again, on the south side, just like on the other side, was also a hundred cubits. Vaviyeni lechatzer apnimi. So now. This angel leads me into the inner gate, Bishar Hadarom, which is on the southern side, in the southern gate. That's the gate that he led me through, and the um, southern gate had similar measurements to the other gates that I described. Vita'av and its, its open rooms in open areas, Ve'elav, and its supports, Ve'elamav, and its vestibules, had similar measurements, Ve'halonot, it also had windows, Ule'elamav, Saviv, Saviv, and it also had um, windows on the vestibules uh, all around, Chamishim Ma'orach, so there's windows bringing light in. It, the entire area was 50 cubits long, Barucha Vesrimuchamesh Amos, and it was 25 wide, the same measurements that we said before. Ve'elamot Saviv Saviv. Again, it had vestibules surrounding it all around. Ora Chamesh Vesrim Amo, Barucha Vesrimuchamesh Amos, which were 25 uh, cubits long. They were long and thin with five cubits wide. Ve'elamot Vesrimuchamesh Achitzona, and the, its vestibules, uh, which were facing towards the outer courtyard, Vitimorim, and again, El Elav, the supports that held up the structure, were decorated like date palms, Umalot Malov. But now, getting inside, there were eight stairway stairs. Now, because I'm explaining this on a somewhat of a mystical level, the idea of seven is, is, is often an, an idea that we find in, in Jewish mysticism, as meaning the seven levels that one must ascend in order to approach and come closer to God. We find the number seven in many places, the seven days of the week. We work our way towards Shabbat, where we are closer to God on the seventh day of the week, and so on. We find that concept. The the eighth level usually represents a level beyond what a human being can reach. We can go up to seven, but eight is something new. Eight is something different. Eight is something beyond. We find this concept in many places, um, uh, and 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 here, as we approach inside, there's eight stairs. 
which I am going to say. I know I'm going out for a little stretch here, but but eight now, as we get closer inside, the eight stairs represents that we can get up to seven, but there is a level beyond that, which is the level where God resides, which a human being cannot approach. And then God brought me into the inner, uh, not God, I mean the, the angel brought me into the inner courtyard through the east, in the east direction. In other words, he walked me into, uh, in, in walking eastward. It's hard to, um, uh, so, uh, so, he, so he's now inside, he has reached inside the next level, he is in the inner courtyard. Again, I'm not going to translate this completely, just a similar, repeating similar measurements. It had its, its, its open areas, its supports, um, its vestibules were similar measurements. It also had windows. Again, the same measurements of 50 by 25. The verse 34, And again, it had supports on each side, which were decorated like date palms. And again, there were eight stairs. And then he brought me, still in the inner courtyard, but he brought me to the northern gate that led out in the northern direction. Before he was at the east, now he's on the north. So he's walking, following the angel around this room. I'm not going to translate that. It's basically saying again that it has the same vestibules, windows, and so on with the same measurements of 50 by 25. Verse 37, Again, stating the same thing now that he is on the um, north side, that it also has the date palm supports, also has eight stairs, and so on. Now he, he says something different. Now, so I want to focus a little bit on what he starts to say in, ver- in verse 38, which I'm about to read. Now he starts to see things in the inner courtyard. In most mystical scheme, schemata, and we see this in the Hechalot HaZohar, which is an ancient Kabbalistic text, that once you're in the first and second levels of the Hechalot, of the castles that a person is going through, that they mention, the mystics mention, that here is where a person is fighting with his demons. A person has things he needs to get rid of in order to move forward. Uh, if I can read, if you don't mind me reading for a moment from the Hechalot HaZohar, in the, in the, as you approach from the first to the second level, it says, Vitaman, this is Aramaic. I'm reading from an ancient, ancient uh, somewhere between second and fourth century text attributed to the Tanoim. Um, it says that there there was the opening also, it was the holy place, but it was also the opening for the door of, of, of hell. Over here you see the evil people, you can see the people that have been, that have been doing bad, that did not um, include themselves among the good the people that uh, made a covenant with God, and it and it says furthermore, um, and over here they have to deal with those angels of suffering the that are that are the demons that are flitting about in these rooms that are trying to stop you from gaining what this room is trying to offer you and not allowing you to move on to the next level. 
Over here, this is represented in Ezekiel, this idea, which is a very universal mystic idea. I'm using an ancient Jewish text because it's one of the most ancient, and um, I'm teaching this from a Jewish perspective, obviously. And, and, but the, we find this across the mystics, that as you go through these first rooms, you have to deal with these demons. So what he sees now is the sacrifices being washed and rinsed and cleaned. The sacrifices are representative in the mind of Ezekiel, who was a priest in the temple before he was exiled to Babylon. This is his representation in his mind of getting rid of the demons. And there, there was a room, a chamber that opened into a gate, which, um, uh, which, and Shom Yadicho et Ola, and 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 this is where they would wash the Ola, the burnt offering, before they burnt it on the mizbeach on the altar. They would wash and rinse the parts of the animal. So these are the demons that he's starting to see over Ulam, and inside. The vestibule hashar of the gate, shnaim shulchanos mipo, there are two tables here, shnaim shulchanos mipo, and two tables on the other side, the shchot alehem upon which or next to which they would slaughter the, the, the um, burnt sacrifices, v'achatas, and the sin sacrifices, v'ashem, and the guilt sacrifices were done there. So slaughtering the guilt, slaughtering the sin, slaughter, this, is, this is the images that Ezekiel is seeing here. Getting rid of the demons is what he starts to see as he moves through this next, this next room, this next area, as he gets closer and closer to the center of the Beit HaMikdash of the temple. V'yel HaKotseif, and when he is kind of outside, outside of the area where the where the burnt sacrifices is brought near the entranceway, which leads, which is, comes from the northern gate, there are two other tables, and the other side another two tables. It's not clear if these are the same two tables or another set of tables, but the same thing. Well, actually, no, it is another set of tables, as we see in the next verse, 41. There's four tables here, and four tables there. At next to, on the side, uh, it literally, Kesef means the shoulder of the gate. For a total of eight tables, where he sees the slaughtering taking place. And regarding the four tables which were used for the burnt sacrifices, Avne Gazis, they were made, how are they made? They were made out of hewn stone, Orachama Achas Vachetzivarochav. They were one and a half ama, a cubit wide, Ama Achas Ama Achas, and they were um, another uh, one ama high, Alehem Vianichu. Uh, um, upon them, they would place the vessels upon them with which they would slaughter the burnt uh, offerings and other offerings. And then there were shelves that were nearby, that were one handbreadth thick, that were prepared and ready. Um, uh, in the internal parts of the walls inside the temple, Saviv Saviv that surrounded it, Bihal Shukhanot, Bisarha Karban. And the flesh of the sacrifices was laid out on the tables. We, I think that it's appropriate for us to think of this as seeing the, as, as Ezekiel's way of seeing these 
the demons slaughtered, seeing the sin going away. We're at verse 44. We're almost finished this chapter. I know there's a lot of these measurements and the things of imagination. If one can, one can try to close his or her eyes and try to imagine this scene. Try to imagine yourself going through these rooms as you approach closer and closer to God. Verse 44, And outside the inner gate, Lishkot's Sharim, there was... um. There were places where there were singers. So we're slaughtering the demons, but we're also approaching and getting closer to God. And here is where song is so important. In the Hechalot literature, in the literature of the castles, we find repeatedly over and over and over again the fact that song, song is what can bring one closer and closer towards God. Through song, one ascends from one level to the next. And here we have the places, the rooms, where the singers would sing the songs related to the service in the temple. They would face the south. One of them was on the side of the eastern gate uh, facing towards north. And now this angel spoke to me. This is the chamber, this is the room, the area which faces the south. And the purpose of this chamber is This is for the priests to use, the ones that will guard the house. This is where those that are going to take care of this room will reside. So Ezekiel has seen the demons being slaughtered, has gotten rid of his demons, but now he is looking and seeing the, those, these are those con and these are the priests that are going to make sure this room stays safe. So he knows that this is a safe room, a place where he can continue his search to find God. And who are they? And the room that is facing north. They are for the priests that are going to take care of the altar. Hema, they are the children of B'nai Tzadok. They are the descendants of Tzadok. Now this is an important concept because Tzadok was one of the priests who was not corrupted. He was one of the good priests who continued to worship God and was not corrupted by the corruption which unfortunately led to the destruction. I am going to venture here to say that when it says B'nai Tzadok, it doesn't mean literally the descendants of Tzadok, but it means the priests that have <clears throat> carried on Tzadok's honest ways. Tzadok's righteous ways, as his name means righteous. These are the children of the righteous priests. <clears throat> he was the only one of the children of Levi who went, followed the right path and did not follow the corrupt path. And then this, he measured the, after he told me about the Bnei Tzadok, he, t- he then the, he measured out the entire courtyard a hundred cubits long, it was a square, a hundred by a hundred, and the altar was in there also before the house. And now he brings me in to the next step, which was the ulam, the vestibule that leads to the holier place. And he measured the um, the height of the ulam, I mean the width of the ulam, five, five cubits this way, five with this way, and the width of this gate was three amos in each direction. 
Orach Ha'ulam, the length of the Ulam was Eser Mama, was 20 cubits, Baruch Avashtei Eser Ama, Uvemalot, and there were stairs to go up. Again, this idea of each time he goes from one level to another, you go upstairs in order to achieve there. You're going up closer and closer towards the innermost chamber. And there are pillars holding, uh, presumably supporting the roof, one on each side. So now, as we go into, this is the end of chapter 40, as we go into chapter 41, which we will do in the next one, he is moving from the Chatzar into the Ulam to the next level, and we will feel and hear his vision of the next level in the next podcast. Thank you so much for studying chapter 40. Looking forward to studying 41 and the rest of the book of Ezekiel together.